defense needs. They need to be as healthy as possible. So more on each game coming up. But they got one last time. Yeah, final hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. First Friday of the new decade. Welcome. Let's have a great time today, guys. It has finally happened. The Dallas Cowboys are going to move on without Jason Garrett after showing an abundance of care and respect, as they like to put it, <laughs> for Garrett. Jerry and Stephen Jones decided to move forward without you know Notice how I keep saying move forward without Garrett. That's how they chose their words carefully. The word is not fired. The they never said fired. fired. They never said released. It's always we're going to move like the forward. Sunset. The term is sunsetting. It's, it's the, ridiculous. The ridiculous. contract is sunset and walks and fades away. I guess so. You know, they don't want to fire Jason Garrett. They don't want to release Jason Garrett. It's all about moving forward without him. Getting past this, whatever the That's case is. That's how you got to talk about it with your next uh, relationship, Alex. Yeah. Oh, like you, uh, you don't dump someone. I'm just going to move forward without you. Yep, I'm not going to fire you. It's not, it's, it's not me or it's not you. It's just we the just situation. Move on. We're just going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting uh, choice of words there. Once it becomes official, Dallas will begin their first full-blown co- coaching search since Bill Parcells' retirement, where they hired Wade Phillips and interviewed Jason Garrett in the process. He finishes his coaching record with the Cowboys, 87-70, and 70, a .554 winning percentage. I mean, we were joking about this earlier in the week. I think with Joe, I was joking around saying I wouldn't mind him being an OC, but I'm not too sure if it'll take too long before he finds another position. I, I feel like with his experience, and he has a winning record, I'm sure some team will find a spot for him. Um, I think he'll have a year off. And then some team will okay. find a spot. Eventually. Do, you know, he'll be on like the, the Sunday morning shows, mm-hmm. studio, that sort of stuff, maybe for a year. And then he'll get back as a coordinator. Got it. OC or DC. Definitely not a head coach uh, down the line. But hey, you know, crazier things have happened in the NFL. Shermer will be hired before he is. <laughs> Shermer will have a job by next year. Yeah, he'll be an offense. Yeah, he'll be an offensive coordinator someplace. There you go. The coaching carousel continues to turn yeah. whether you're on Absolutely. it or not. Yep. Uh, we'll see what happens. Guys, switching to the association. Let's get some games really quickly. The Heat took down the Raptors 84 to 76. Miami put together their best defensive effort this season, forcing uh, Toronto. They shot 31.5% from the field. Unbelievable. Bam Adebayo finished with a double-double, 15 points, 14 rebounds. Jimmy Butler had only 8 points, but 12 rebounds. And Serge Ibaka for the Raptors finished that with a double. That game just finishing the third quarter, or is that a final? Uh, that was a final, 31 and a half. 76 was the final. That's not the third quarter score. Fantastic. Yeah, unbelievable. If you had the under, congratulations. <laughs> it was a pretty great uh, defensively uh, stopped game for the Heat. Serge Ibaka had a double-double, 19 points, 10 rebounds. Another game you want to get to, the Clippers taking down the Pistons, yeah. 126 to 112. Dane knows where I'm going with this. Top scores for the Clippers in the game. Well, Montrez Harrell led the way with 23 points, but yeah. our boy Lou Williams... <laughs> Had 22 points. Those lead scorers came off the bench, oddly yeah, enough. Right. Crazy. Harrell is my only threat to Lou Williams being the sixth man of the year. I, th- I he think really you're right. Is. I think you're right. I mean, Lou Williams, he's won it before, but he's gunning for it. But, man, Montrez Harrell is. Montrez Harrell, his teammate, actually. Right there. Can you imagine both 
uh, six men of the year finalists come from the oh. same team. He winds up splitting votes in some other herb, like Spencer Dinwiddie winds up getting it. That's true. He's, he's been balling out, too, for the Nets. Also true. Uh, but it's crazy. Uh, Paul George, want to note, too, he left the game during halftime with tightness in his left hamstring. He scored 12 points, um, but we'll see how long this uh, injury will keep him out for. He's getting looked at today. We'll get more results uh, at the end of the day. And for the Pistons, Andre Drummond still had a double-double of 10 points and 12 Pisano, rebounds. right now, sorry, on, on FanDuel. Right now, Lou Williams is the favorite for six man of the year at minus 160. The second choice, Fasano, Montrez Harrell. <laughs> and then the third choice, you got to go all the way to Dennis Schroeder at nine to one. Wow. Din at 11 to one. Derek Rose at 20 to one. These Clippers are going to split the vote. Hey, you know what? You got to give it where the votes are going to go where the votes are, are deserved. And if, if Lou and Montrez are going to ball out, then by all means, keep balling out, guys. I love to watch. It's great. For Montrez Harold to become the new starting like power forward or something like that. <laughs> it's going to be wild. We're going to see what happens. And with George getting hurt, it's only going to go up from here. Um, so we'll see what happens. Sticking with the association, another month before the All-Star game, Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo lead the first-round ballots of the All-Star voting. Doncic, only in his second year, leads all players. He has over 500 more votes than Giannis. Looking just at the West guards, right now as it sits, it's Luka Doncic, James Harden in second, Damian Lillard in third, Steph Curry in fourth, and Russell Westbrook in fifth. Then when you look at the East, where Giannis is leading the votes, for the front court, Giannis leads with first. Then it's Joel Embiid in second, Pascal Siakam in third, Jimmy hmm. Butler in fourth, and Jason Tatum in fifth. That was for the front court of the East. We still have a month to go for the All-Star game, but I always love watching the All-Star game. It's not like the baseball All-Star game. It's not like the NFL Pro Bowl. It's a lot of fun. I, I personally think the NBA All-Star weekend is the best weekend uh, for the All-Stars to show their stuff. Really quickly tonight, college football, the Potato Bowl. Ohio taking on Nevada. Ohio, your seven and a half point favorites. And then tomorrow, it's the Armed Forces Bowl. Southern Miss taking on Tulane. Tulane, your seven point favorites. The total is 56 and a half. All right, going to send it back to the crew on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash for for the weekend. The Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, guys, here we go. Final hour here on a uh, Friday as we get you ready for the uh, the weekend ahead. It is a wild card weekend here. Plenty of uh, plenty of angles here to go over over the next, uh, you know, 58 minutes or so here. We'll uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite plays, our best angles here. Also, do not forget that there is a bowl game coming up this afternoon. At uh, 3 o'clock hour, it's nice having a little uh, afternoon uh, football bowl action yeah. going on. Although it is a uh, MAC team taking on a Mountain West team in the uh, the Blue Velvet there. And uh, I, Potato Bowl in Idaho, what a shock there. Uh, Boise, hey, Boise you know? State, the home, the Albertsons Field there in, uh, it's on in the Boise, turf? Idaho. It's What's on the that? Blue Turf? It's, <laughs> it's on, on the, the Blue, blue turf. turf. Yeah, nice. without, uh, without Boise actually playing on it. But uh, you will have Ohio, the Bobcats, taking on the... Uh, Nevada Wolfpack, a uh, team that is going to be um, minus a whole lot of players because simply they were the team that you guys may recall uh, three weeks ago in the final game. Started an all-out brawl against UNLV oh, when they lost yeah. in overtime 
And there were guys sucker punching players, you may right. recall. It was, yeah. Well, since then, the defensive coordinator got fired. Uh, four of their starters got suspended on defense. And, oh, yeah, so did the assistant uh, defensive coaches. So they had to bring in a skeleton interim defensive coaching staff in order to prepare for Frank Solaginis uh, in this game, the Ohio Bobcats. So uh, just throwing that out there because it, uh, it is still under double digits uh, right now. Frank Solich and company averaging 35 points a game this year, while the Nevada Wolfpack averaged a big 21 points. Do the math, guys. No defense, hmm. no defensive coaches, and a team that averages 35 points a game going up against a team that only averages 21. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just in case you wanted to know, too, uh, Nevada uh, had an interesting point differential this year. It's uh, minus 192. What? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. Minus 192. They and went they have no five and coaches? one. <laughs> they had no defensive coaches. They can't score. And they are All not right. going to stop Frank Solich and company. Uh, but they went five and one in one score games. So, the football gods. Well, yeah, they were yeah. lucky all year. Yeah, they either won by a lot or got their ass handed to them by a lot. Yeah. Minus seven and a what? half. Lay it. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. So it looks like our uh, our boy Lane Kiffin there is uh, left yeah. uh, leaves FAU and heads over to uh, to Mississippi to take the job there, and uh, he uh, I believe he took Kendall Bryles with him too uh, for the offensive uh, coordinator position, but it looks like he's also gone ahead and hired uh, DJ Durkin, who uh, last coached at uh, Maryland. Uh, prior to him uh, killing a kid there on uh, on the team, because uh, let us not forget right. uh, Jordan McNair was the yeah. uh, was the kid's name, and he was a guy that uh, you know was actually collapsing during practice, yes. at, uh, and he was like suck it up Buttercup and uh, grab That's some. Right. Uh, yeah, that worked out well. So um, he was pretty much. Uh, I mean, it was kind of just ostracized really i mean uh, maryland yeah. couldn't get as far Rightfully away from so. him as possibly um and then all I, and don't forget it's also funny because they didn't fire him right away in maryland don't forget it yeah, was once the this. once the uh don't forget once the uh once, once the, the heat yeah. was coming on yeah that was yep. it so um a few what what when did that happen i believe that was back in 2000 Maybe 3 years ago 17 was it I was seventeen three years ago? Around there. Yeah, I think it's about three years ago. So yeah. it, you know, it's been a while, that, yeah. and he's on his way to coach with Lane Kiffin there in uh, in Mississippi. So interesting, interesting stuff. But then again, you know, it's Bryles, uh, who was old man, uh, also made some yeah. uh, 
made some headlines. Baylor, he, Baylor. he had some issues over there too. Yeah. He had some issues. So it <laughs> is uh, legitimately so. a um, yeah, it is legitimately a uh, second chance, uh, second chance you there at Mississippi. And listen, Lane Kiffin is a guy that uh, also was uh, kind of ostracized uh, to a certain degree there, taking the job in FAU after. Uh, you know, Alabama and Nick Saban's like, yeah, no, nope, time for you to go. Kind of wore out his welcome there. So um, good luck. You know, let's uh, let's see what kind of blowback, although I'm not sure the uh, the group in Mississippi really cares what anybody else thinks about what they do. Uh, they are simply uh, about winning football games. I don't think Mississippi is going to be influenced by uh, what the uh, social media hounds might have to say about this hire, Dave. No, the biggest yeah. religion in the state of Mississippi is mm-hmm. the SEC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, exactly. and I mean, I, I, I am ignorant of this. I have never stepped foot in the state of Mississippi. Maybe you have, Joe. Nothing mm-hmm. disparaging to say, but what I do know is football is king. And if you're Mississippi and you're looking up at LSU and Alabama and Florida and all these teams, you'll do whatever it takes to go and get yourself in that uh, in that group, uh, in that conference where football is king. You will yes. be okay to look the other way if it gets you into the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, getting 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 Hebbles win some games is the part. Yes, yeah, he can. Right. Yeah, that's exactly good old ball it. coaches. Can he win some games? That's so that's right. exactly uh, what is going on there. Uh, so uh, college, of course, uh, one more bowl game today. We told you about uh, the interesting story, Dane. Too is a lot of people trying to figure out. All right, why in the world are we talking? Almost, you know, a little more than two weeks between the playoffs and the uh, and the national championship yeah, they get game. Yeah, a bye week. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's actually it's it's an anomaly. I know a lot of people seem to think that this is this is going to be a regular thing. It's not. It's a the issue arose from when they originally started the whole playoff. The committee and the NCAA, uh, their brilliant idea was that they were going to play these playoff games on New Year's Eve. Remember, they were going to dominate. Nobody cared. Uh, people, the ratings were going to be great because all they had to do was put it on TV and people would come to see. So what they realized rather quickly is that nobody watched when they put the games on New Year's Eve. So what they did is they went to correct it and they said, okay, uh, instead they are going to push the playoff games till the Saturday prior to New Year's Eve. Uh, So they have already booked all of the national championship locations they'd already booked right. them out five years in advance and the dome the was ready booked here with a is they, when they're changing the rules of the game midway through and you went from having to play on new year's now all of a sudden you're going to be moving it to three or four days earlier they the could not booked. change the january 13th date because the superdome has another event otherwise they would have so they were kind of stuck with that 13th date because they had no other availability to move it up a Monday, which it should have been this Monday, but they wasn't available. So they kind of got stuck this year between a rock and a hard place where it was already booked out. They couldn't change it, but yet they changed when the playoffs were going to be played. And that is why we're going to have not one round, but two rounds of NFL games in the playoffs before we get a national championship. It won't be like that next year. Um, they have managed to figure out the uh, the dates correctly. So at most, it's going to be like a 10-day 
nine, 10 day layoff between the next national championship. But we're talking not one, but two rounds of NFL games before the national championship. And it's just because they couldn't get the deposit. They couldn't get another date available there at the Superdome. So they were stuck with the 13th, but they weren't about to play that game on New Year's again. Oh, no, of course not. People are out. People got, like I said, they're watching Carson Daly and Ryan Seacrest instead of a college football game. My question, though, Joe, it begs the question, what is in the Dome on next Monday night? Like Ariana Grande? What do we got? You know what I mean? It's got to be something huge. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be a concert, right? It's got to be a big time performer concert. Like the Pope is not in the country, you know? It's got to be like a Justin Bieber, an Ariana Grande, something like that, doing a concert. And honestly, Joe, what I think of is, that's why it's so hard to do the NFL schedule, yeah. you know, when they do that, because these buildings are booked years in advance for tours and the Pope and the and, you know, we have the uh, we talked to professional bull riders yesterday, Joe, yeah, you know, correct. all sorts of other things. The circus in yep. town, you know, the San Antonio Spurs every year go on like a three week road trip because the rodeo uses the Alamo Dome. Right. So it is a puzzle piece. Thanks for the explanation. That was weird to me. I want to see who's performing on Monday night at the Dome. Well, it didn't make any sense. You can't allow two rounds right, of NFL playoff it games before weird. a national championship. I assumed it was then, this Monday before seeing this. Yes. yes. Yeah, They. that's what they wanted to when they changed the right. playoff date to the Saturday prior. Then they realized, oh, crap, we can't move the 13th. We wanted to move it, of course, to, you know, this Monday here to sit, but they couldn't do it. So you're screwed. Congratulations, you are now stuck on the 13th in the Superdome. And uh, so it, it won't happen again moving forward. So don't get used to the two. You know, it's not them just trying to make more money. I, I don't know that it's going to hurt either of these two teams, of course, to get a little healthier because they're a little banged up at this point. But it's not something that's going to be a regular year after year. Holy crap. Uh, what are they going to play this game next to the Super Bowl? No, it's not going to happen that way. It just So, Joe, though, I'm on the – MercedesBenzSuperdome.com slash mm-hmm. events right now. Right. And they got Saints Vikings on the fifth. Right. And then they got the championship game on the 13th. It does not say who's going to be there. I wonder what it's well, booked for. If it's not, it, it, who knows? I mean, there might not be enough time to be able to, uh, to coordinate, game to something. turn it over because of the Saints might be a problem. Maybe. Or, who knows? you know, they, they could have, an, who the hell else knows? What They could be having <laughs> no. uh, other things going on in the stadium. They don't know. Well, I no, would no, imagine setting that stadium up for the national championship game and having a Saints playoff game and a national championship game in, in, within 24 hours of each other. Um, might not be great for the city getting a hotel either. I would imagine that that's uh, probably a little hindrance there one way or the other. So uh, interesting, though. They're going to have back-to-back weeks of absolute craziness. But I can assure you, Dane, it probably all comes down to one thing, and that's uh, how do we maximize the amount of dollars? After all, we are putting your game in our city, in our building, so you're going to do what's right for us. And uh, I guess what's right for them is having some wave. Yeah. yeah, Having (laughs) back to back. Now get that wave and then let's get another wave. Well, it's interesting because the saints will, let's say the saints win, right? They wouldn't play at home next week, right? They would have to go green Bay. They would go green Bay. There you go. I wonder what happened though. They were the two, if they were actually were the two C because that didn't get figured out until like five days ago. That's correct. Yeah. That's, also a very interesting point. So, kind of screwed themselves. Yeah, yeah. Go Saints. Who that?
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. All right, guys, might be time for you to get yourself in the game this weekend, and you can do so with a DraftKings Sportsbook account because listeners of this show can go ahead and get themselves a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, here's how it works. You can create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You go ahead, make a deposit, and then you place your first bet, and DraftKings, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, the offer... It's eligible for all users and new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. You just got to go to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That is sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you check out the website for details. So game two here, Dane, uh, tomorrow, New England yeah. versus Tennessee. And interesting enough, uh, boy, oh, boy, uh, we know that things are not the same old, same old with, of course, the Patriots who lost to Miami there as a 17-point favorite at home and kind of screwed themselves a little bit because now they got to play this weekend as opposed to having a bye week. So we've seen the market kind of react here, and still I'm shocked how much money is still coming in on the Patriots at this point. And you're talking about, uh, 51. They're still getting more tickets and they are getting uh, a bigger, higher percentage of the money line plays. So they are the money continues to pour in on the Patriots. And yet the number kind of opened up at what, five and a half. And, and it's still at five across most of the places here. So as much as people are saying we're taking Tennessee, Tennessee's going to win. Um, th- it ain't budging. Like it ain't going anywhere here. So. Uh, the total is also kind of stuck right around that 44, 44 and a half uh, mark right now. Yeah. The public obviously loves Tennessee. The public is backing Tennessee. The public is sticking a fork. Uh, but there's got to be somebody out there betting New England, man, because this line, it ain't moving, man. It should be down to three and a half or four at this point, And it's still hovering around five. Yeah. And, and for me, Joe, I mean. Listen, we're both Jets fans, right? We would both like nothing else than for this to be, as I keep on saying, the fall of Rome, right? Like, I, I would love it if I wake up talking to you on Sunday morning on Pro Football Today and we're singing Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead, okay? I would love that to be the case. But I think the public, as you're saying, I think they're getting a little bit out over their skis, Joe. Like, yep. listen, I, 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 
Derrick Henry is a matchup nightmare for them. This, uh, you know, Vrabel knows it ain't going to be scared going in there. I've seen what A.J. Brown has done in the last couple of months with Ryan Tannehill, Joe, and he's right. been an absolute beast. I, you pair that with what I saw Devontae Parker do against Stephon Gilmore in Week 17, and it makes me think A.J. Brown can have success. It, this is a bad matchup for, ten, uh, for New England. I'll give you that. But I think I'm this looking, narrative is going a little too far, Joe. It's, you know, it's, I, I, the market is amazing to me what they've done here because the spread tickets and the money, as far as the five go, pretty much dead even down the down yeah. the middle, right on both okay. sides. The money line it opened up at minus two ten for New England. It's up to minus two forty, so okay. it was plus one seventy six for Tennessee, and now it's pushed up to two bucks. So. Yep. The there I'm are a lot of candle. people, and I'm going to assume there's a lot of people, including New England, on parlays and other things along those lines, True. taking them on the money line. But that's a 30 cent swing there on the money line to New England, and that's you know Tennessee's money line number just got better, but at the same time, it's a pretty good indicator that yeah, there's uh, some of the big money guys just don't think uh, Tennessee's going to get it one way or the other. Yeah, this is where I go back to your, Joe. You talk about, like, the rookie – not rookie, but first-time playoff quarterbacks and mm -hmm. Tannehill. Like, could the moment be too big for Tennessee? Especially now, Joe, that there's some level of expectation. There's some yep. level of expectation for them to go into Foxborough and win in the playoffs. Something that for the last couple of decades, like, three teams have done in the last, like, mm -hmm. 15 years. And now people literally believe that Tennessee should go in and do that. Joe – my narrative all year has been if they're in the wild card, they won't get through the gauntlet. And the gauntlet is three games, not one. That they right. wouldn't be able to beat like Kansas City and Baltimore on the road. And I still don't think that's what's going to happen. But this could be the one. Like, they are at home here. This is yep. Tennessee here. I think I, – I said it all week, Joe. This is where the fluky thing happens. This is where the punt block happens. This is where the random trick play that they've been running for the last month and a half happens. You combine that with the, the, the novice playoff experience and everyone thinking that, you know, it's done in New England. I think they summon the echoes one more time. You, the term is good teams win, great teams cover. New England is not a great team, but they're still a good team. I think they win, but I don't think they cover the number on Saturday night. And Ryan Tannehill, obviously his first playoff game, we, we know this. Uh, but again, right. playing in Miami for as many years, he's not new to Foxborough. He understands what's going on there. But he's not coming alone either, which is also an important point, guys. He is bringing the leading rusher in the NFL with him in Derrick Henry, um, who also uh, is bringing along um, a coach who is pretty familiar with Those the atmosphere well. and the situation there. And Mike Rabel, who played six years for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So he understands the drill. He knows what's going on there. If anybody can get them ready, Rabel will get them yes. ready for what this is. But it does help to have been there before as far as Tannehill goes and that experience in Miami. And then, of course, you've got, you know, A.J. Brown. You know, averaging more than 19 yards a catch this year here, guys. That means Stephen Gilmore is going to be busy all day. But, you know, that defense uh, and Belichick, we know this beyond a fact. It, it's for all the ills that they have on offense, and we know they do, right? There are limitations. Yeah. We know the yeah. one thing Belichick and that defense is going to do is whatever you think you do really well, 
You better Play figure out hand. something else to do well because you ain't doing it. So I don't Which anticipate. One is that, Joe? I Which don't anticipate that, though, Derrick Henry having a big game at all. They are going to force Ryan Tannehill to beat them. And I think Gilmore is. Uh, this is going to come down to your shutdown cornerback versus right. your big guy here in uh, in AJ Brown. And can you get him help? Can he do it on his own? But they are not going to let Derrick Henry beat them. They're going to make sure that uh, that Ryan Tannehill's the guy to uh, to have to do it, and they'll take their chances with that. At least that's what I would. I wouldn't. You can't let Derrick Henry beat you on the ground and keep that defense out there and own time of possession. You've got to force Tannehill to make big plays. And yeah, we've seen that maybe sometimes that's not exactly a given in a game. I think Derrick Henry. He's a guy you got to stop. Otherwise, your chances, even at home, are less and less yeah. and less. The more the more he racks up, the harder it's going to be for them to be. And I don't think New England's a team that wants to come from behind. No. Like, here's the thing, Joe. Like, I do not trust New England to get more than, what do you think, Joe? 23 points? 20 <sighs> points in this game? Oh, right? Exactly. Yep. So the question is, can Tennessee get there? I agree right. with you, Joe. You got to try to take away Derrick Henry. You know Bill Belichick wants to make you play left-handed. Yep. He's going to try to take away Derrick Henry. We're going to see eight guys in the box, right? You're absolutely right. Then it's Defensive Player of the Year candidate, Stephon Gilmore. Take away A.J. Brown, brother man. And so can Ryan Tannehill with Corey Davis and Jonu Smith, who's been coming on mm -hmm. lately, is that enough? To put up, I mean, don't get me wrong. Derrick Henry will still get some of his. A.J. Brown will still get right. some of his. Right. But it has to be led by Ryan Tannehill, Joe. Can Ryan Tannehill go in there and beat this version of the Patriots? That sounds like a crazy sentence when you say it out loud. It's also, I, I, this is a monumental, not only is it his first playoff game, but you want to talk about writing, uh, writing the ship here and uh, rewriting your narrative here after seven years in the game. You, I mean, you go in and you put the nail in the coffin of the New England Patriots dynasty, Ryan Tannehill. Not only will you not have to worry about uh, getting a contract and getting paid, you won't have to worry about a whole heck of a lot anymore at this particular point. You're, you're going to get your money. So there's a lot riding for Tannehill on this. It's a big sure. spot for him, man. A really big spot. But I can tell you that he can't do it alone. That defense right. is going to have to still, you know, give a give a finger, take an arm. You you can't allow Brady, uh, Edelman, you can't allow the usual guys, the usual suspects. And more importantly, you can't allow Brady to do these time-consuming nine-minute drives. You, you know right. what Sony I mean? Michelle is where you got to uh, Exactly. Like, that to me is, you know, we, we keep talking about – that defense has got to stop what we saw them do against Buffalo a couple of weeks yep. ago because that's how they'll beat you in the playoffs. You won't get the ball, Tannehill, and when you do, uh, congratulations. You won't have any rhythm. You won't have any sort of a semblance of being in stride at all. They're going to make you do everything you don't like to do. That's how the Patriots win in January. Yep. Can that defense – do you trust that Tennessee defense? Uh, not really. You know, Brady will find the matchups. Brady will try, you know, he may give Jacoby Myers and Nikhil mm -hmm. Harry a chance, you know. But I literally do think, Joe, I, mark it down, Joe. Tomorrow night, the Patriots will run a trick play. 
Julian oh, Edelman, yes. Mohamed Sanu are former quarterbacks. They mm. will run a trick play. Mark it down. One last note, though. Important note, Joe. Uh, throughout the week of practice, Jack Conklin, the Pro Bowl offensive lineman yeah, for the Tennessee back. Titans, yep. has a knee injury, okay? He was downgraded from a full participant to a limited participant yesterday. That's not the right direction you want these things to move in, Joe. Yep. And Conklin is a huge piece of, you know, yep. Derrick Henry running the ball, okay? Right. So keep an eye out on the practice report for Jack Conklin today. And, Joe, you talk about Tannehill? Derrick Henry's a free agent to be as well. A lot of money at stake in this game, guys. Yeah, right. A lot of money for these guys. They yep. want to go. That defense is going to have to stop that running game. Otherwise, yep. it's going to be hard for him to score points to be in on the field. So that's the yep. other problem there. Talk NFC next. Trick plays, guys. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Welcome back in, guys, on a Friday as we uh, as we look to make it rain for you here on the weekend as we've got uh, two AFC games tomorrow, two NFC games on Sunday. And, of course, uh, the AFC, we talked about it. The decision to make is, quite honestly, do you think Belichick and Brady got one more in the chamber here that they can pull out and mm-hmm. uh, and give uh, betters and backers and fans uh, one more game to uh, to cheer for? Or do you think the run is over and uh, Tannehill and this Tennessee team is the people to do it? In the NFC, it's a little more interesting because of the, well, the disparity, I think, in the first game with Minnesota and New Orleans because of the spread. You're looking at more than a touchdown spread for a team at home in that has no problem scoring points, that being the Saints going up against a team that hasn't exactly been great on the road, uh, but will have their biggest weapons uh, available and healthy for the first time in a while. And I think there were definitely points gained during the season when that team was healthy, uh, that being the Minnesota Vikings, uh, that offensively balance created opportunities and weapons on the outside that they can score with anybody. Um, they will have a, you know, they are dangerous across the board. So the question is with a healthy Dalvin cook, Kurt cousins, they're going to want to run the ball. That's what Mike Zimmer does. He wants to run it down your throat and set everything else up. So they will have their hands on their, uh, you know, they'll have their hands full there, that front for new Orleans. It's because drew Brees and and Kamara and they can't hurt you on the sideline. And, man, Dalvin Cook is a game changer. We've seen that. Much like what Zeke Elliott can be for Dallas, we've seen it. When they hand the ball off to at their best, Dalvin Cook was setting up, you know, getting five yards, six yards a carry, Dane. He was setting everything up. And then, oh, look at that. There's Diggs wide open for, uh, you know, for a 50-yarder, that kind of situation. They're going to need that. 
it's eight points. Seven and a half points, eight points. It's still more than a touchdown. A lot of people seeing the value here in Minnesota. Are you leaning that way as well? No, I'm not. I'm teasing the Saints down uh, to under a field goal. That's where I'm going to go. Remember, I've been talking about these teases and maybe Buffalo is involved, but both Sunday games, I'm teasing, okay? I Mm -hmm. will have a two-team teaser of the Saints down under a field goal and the Eagles getting more than a touchdown, okay? Now, you talk about Dalvin Cook's return, and that is a big piece, Joe. And everyone knows the Saints. Oh, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas setting records. Joe, the Saints have the fourth best run defense in the NFL, Mm. Okay, and people don't really talk about this. This Saints defense is not bad. Okay, and I think they are going to have to focus on Dalvin Cook, try to force, like we've said before, Kirk Cousins into a volume thrower. And that's what I think is the path for the New Orleans Saints. I think this is a close game, Joe, for two and a half quarters. Okay, I think Um, the Saints will be able to do that. And then. Cousins, maybe, when pressed, throws one interception. Drew Brees pounces on it, and then all of a sudden it's a 13-point lead. That's the way I think this goes, Joe, right? Like, this is a close kind of game. It's 2017, late third quarter. Boom. Then there's the mistake by Cousins, and that's how the, the Saints get their working margin. That's what I believe will happen. I will say this, though, Joe, on the DFS side, you will never— get Adam Thielen as cheap as he is, yeah. Joe. He's only 6200 um on FanDuel, and it is weird to me. Everyone forgets about Adam Thielen because he's had a bad season. He was back last week starting to get into the flow. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit of renewed focus for a guy like Adam Thielen. You know, I'm, I agree with you. I, I think uh, Thielen is another one of these guys that we've kind of forgotten about because of the hamstring this year. And I, I don't think it's going to take long for guys to remember he's still a part of this team. And if he is truly healed up, and I do have some questions about how healed he's going to be because hamstrings are a giant Fair. pain in the ass. Um, I remember but, he tried to go and couldn't, remember? Yes, and, exactly. and I think it was Denver. And then yep. he was out for another three weeks. But yep. they got to run him out there. The truth is, though, this Minnesota Vikings team is going to be extremely well-rested because they didn't have to play anybody. Don't forget, uh, Drew Brees uh, made it a point to go out and and pass records and everything else along those lines against Carolina. This is not – these guys all – Dalvin Cook is responsible for 50% of their offense this year. He is back. He is healthy. Feeling digs. They will have their full complement, and we know that – one of two things is happening. Either you are going to go toe-to-toe, and we've seen this with Drew Brees, right? The way to beat mm-hmm. the Drew Brees is you're going to go toe-to-toe, score for score with him, and get a shootout, or you keep his ass on the sideline. Um, right. They certainly have some weapons that can put up some points, and we've seen this before, uh, but I don't know that that's what I'd – I'd rather keep Drew Brees on the sideline. Damn right. You are – at least Minnesota – Minnesota has the ability to come from behind. So yes. if they start hard, if they start, um, you know, start hot, that that being the Saints, and they get out to a ten nothing, you know, something along those lines, thirteen yes. nothing, they certainly have the firepower to be able to come back. But an interesting number here: the Saints are two and ten against the number in their last twelve as a playoff favorite. So um, this again, That's it's more than a touchdown. I, I right. Know, I mean, it's but I will say this: Drew Brees is actually 
Uh, you know, he's been pretty good in this spot in the, in the month of January in the Superdome as a favorite, of course, I believe. What were the numbers yesterday? Home favorites of a touchdown or more in the wild card round. We told you 11 and one straight up, 10 yes. and two against the numbers since 2005. Breeze yes. is six and two straight up in the Superdome playoff games. So I don't know anybody that's going to lay the money line, but at the same time, um, eight, seven and a half, eight points is a lot of points to lay for a team that can yeah. that come back. Yes. Yeah, they can score on yes. them. So I think that's why the value, a lot of guys are looking at saying, I'll, I'll give me the points. Give me the damn points. Forget Kirk Cousins. Give me the points. That's a lot to ask of a Saints team who, while, yes, they're rolling, Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they really going to be truly able to? Because they couldn't pull away from San Francisco, right? Um, and I kind of have that feeling that you know, pedal to the metal, Minnesota can probably go ahead and hang with you at least within you know, keep it within a uh, respectable touchdown. Right. That's why I'm teasing it, Joe. I agree yeah. with you. I like the Saints to win this game. I ain't laying four bills on the money line for it. Right. Right. So I'm moving it. I can cross it through seven and three. I, you know, that's 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 the way I'm approaching it. I think I see this game similar to you, right? And just the way I'm doing it, instead of taking the points, I'm just gonna bring it down because I do have faith in New Orleans. After all, Joe, I have, you know, we haven't said this officially, but I right now, I have the Saints in the Super Bowl, Joe. I got a okay. Saints Chiefs Super Bowl right now. So let me say that before the playoff games start, right? As of now, I am going Saints and Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and so I can't, you know, I can't hop off New Orleans right now. Uh, and you're right. They, no team really wants to get in a shootout with the Saints, right? Mm. I don't think any team in the NFC is really equipped to win a shootout with the Saints. Right. So Dalvin Cook, here we come. Yeah, it's going to have to be. And uh, the 4 o'clock game, guys, of course, is the – Real coin flip of them all here, Seattle, Philadelphia, and I get it. It's Russell Wilson on the road. Uh, He has been fantastic. He has been straight money. Carson Wentz, uh, there is no hotter team than Philadelphia down the stretch here. They had to win games. They've won them. Carson Wentz has carried this team. They're not a hell of a lot healthier now than they were a week ago, but the Seahawks also are dealing with injuries. That defense of of Seattle – is got issues, man. It's big time issues. So while Marshawn Lynch is nice in the backfield, they, you know, Seattle's got their set of injuries and problems as well. So uh, it's one and a half points as Seattle is the road favorite. This truly, to me, is is it not a toss up here? I, I mean, I get Russell Wilson and all, but it's still a toss up game, is it not? It is to me, and in the same way, I'm taking the Saints down. I'm going to pump Philly up from one and a half to get me more than a touchdown in what I believe will be a coin flip one score game. And I will take a if I could get the home team getting more than a touchdown, I'll take it all day long because you're right. I've seen Carson Wentz make plays in the fourth quarter the last month, Joe. I'm leaning towards the hot team, even though it's a mash unit. They have had to win their last three or four games just to be here and win the NFC East. That matters to me, Joe. I like the hot team. What I do need to see, though, I need to see practice reports today, Joe, specifically for Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders. Uh, Those are important cogs. Now, I know they've been doing it with smoke and mirrors, but those are like kind of the two men left standing there. 
They need Ertz and Sanders, I think, for Carson Wentz. It's you know you go down this uh, this list here of uh, the injury report. It's it it's almost yeah. two pages. I mean, Ertz questionable, Fletcher Cox questionable, Derek Barnett questionable, one. Lane Johnson big questionable, Aguilar is at least questionable. Um, let's see, Jalen Mills quarterback questionable, Sydney Jones cornerback questionable. Uh, you guys start. Yeah, Miles Sanders is Dunton. Let he me see here. Yet. He didn't practice yesterday. He was DNP yesterday, Joe, with that ankle. He is not on the report. Sprain. Yeah, he is not well, on this report. Well, he did not practice yesterday. Jones. And he wasn't on the uh, the field yesterday. Was it injury-related or? Yeah, remember, he sprained the ankle. He left the game in week 17, remember? Yeah. He has a low ankle sprain, okay? This is a big one, Joe. Here's the last report um, that I have. ESPN Jeremy's fit Fowler says the plan is for him to play but he has not gotten any practice report reps Wednesday or Thursday. So let's see what he does today at practice. That's huge, Joe. Sanders has been very – like to me, I, I said it with Devin Singletary for Buffalo. Rookie right. running backs ascending at the end of the year. Important. I mean, Boston Scott is nice and all, but Miles Sanders has been really this engine for this Eagles offense over the last month. This uh, – the market on this, guys, is just <laughs> – there is so many bets, 70% of the bets, 77% of the money, and I do think this is a money line game, 70% uh, of the bets, 77% of the money right now is on Seattle, 30% uh, of the tickets, 23% of the money on Philadelphia, but yet it's only moved a nickel. It's only moved five cents. Uh, it, it went from minus 125 for Seattle to minus 130. It went from Philadelphia plus 105 to plus 110. That is such lopsidedness that it tells me that that 30% and 23% money, I, I can't tell you how big those bets must be, Dane, in order to right. be only keep it within five cents. So the there is a significant is portion of money here, <laughs> big bets, back yeah. in Philadelphia at home in this spot, man. It's, yeah, it's crazy, right? Philly. They're all it's, over it. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, for it not to move and to have 70% of the bets and 77% yes. of the money, and I move it five cents? Guys, the that's, big uh, are all on Philly. That means that the, the, the number of bets are on Seattle, yep. but the money is on Philly. And far be it for me to get away from the money. All I'm no. doing, Joe, is like I said, I'm teasing it to get more than a touchdown. Yeah, I'm seeing. I mean, I, I'm seeing steam, guys. Philadelphia two, Philadelphia two. I'm seeing yep. the under getting a little love as well. Um, I there might be points scored in this game. I think there's a there could be a chance that uh, oh, there are some points scored, but it was 17-9 when they played a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was sloppy. That was in yeah, that was terrible. Um, it's rain forecasting the East Coast here this weekend. It's raining right now. What is will have the total at? Um, we've got it at 45 and a half. Wow, it's only gone down a half a point. Holy crap! <laughs> I thought for sure this would be at 44. Because yeah. you're right. How are, how are you scoring points? I, I, That's right. And it's going to be raining and sloppy this weekend, I think, Joe. At least it is right now. Yeah, we'll hey, look Joe, at the weather report here. When we come back, we've got yep. two pieces of news that broke this morning. All right, good. We'll get to that we'll in our uh, final Make It Rain plays.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, guys, uh, get ready for it. A big weekend ahead here as uh, the NFL, uh, the wild card weekend will begin. So some of our uh, make it rain plays. Dane, where uh, where are you going here for the fine folks? Sure. Uh, give me the bills outright. Give me the bills outright. Give me uh, – I don't want to touch the New England game. <laughs> I really don't. If I had to, I'd take the points, although I caution everybody – don't right. get ahead of this train yet. And then, as I said, on Sunday, I'm going to parlay the two. I'm, I'm going to tease the two teams. I'm going to move the Saints down to under a field goal and then take them. I'm going to move the Eagles up to over a touchdown and take yep. them. All right. So uh, it's I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think this uh, this game in Houston, I think it's going to be an all out war. Um, but I I do think that the under is probably the value play in that game uh, because I just don't see either of these two teams being able to get more than 20 points apiece. So I, I do think this is 2017, 2014, somewhere in that ballpark. I don't know that we're going to get uh, to the forties there. So I think there's some value on the under. Um, I, I, until you beat them guys, I don't believe it. So as far as I'm That's concerned, right. the Patriots are the play. <laughs> Uh, I just, I can't, I can't, but again, another one of these situations where I might lean the over in this and be a little surprised that there might be some points scored in this game between these two teams. They might exchange some scoring. The problem with Tennessee is the short passing game. They have no defense for it. They're good against the run, but that James White and Burkhead and everybody else out of the backfield is killer for them. Um, And that's, you know, that's what they do better than anybody. And to me, I, the Saints, really? Um, eight points. I think the Saints actually roll Minnesota. I think Kirk Cousins throws up all over himself. And I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the hometown Philly team. I yeah, think Philly buddy. gets that's what it I'm talking about. Done. It's I always think Philly gets it done. Yep, I think I like Philly that. gets it done, and Pete Carroll's uh, stuck with that chewing yep. the gum, looking like a complete idiot on the side. Love it. Love it. We'll talk now, Sunday we about back it tomorrow, tomorrow right? or are we there Sunday? I'm when not the hell back are we tomorrow. back? I'm on Sunday. So is there a I'm show tomorrow? <laughs> no. There is. So I, I don't know if you're I on it. I believe we're there tomorrow, and Dane will be back on there Sunday. Is. Okay, I just don't perfect. know if you're on it, but I'll talk to you yeah, Sunday, yeah. brother man. Yeah, well, God, I'll talk. 